week's podcast, a listener reached out with a follow-up question. He wondered, what is it that keeps us stuck, that keeps us from really listening to our inner voices? I thought it was an excellent topic to explore. So today we're going to look at the role of self-doubt. And I'm going to share a tale of my novice urban gardening. I'm Kate Wolsey, your holistic life coach and host of the Joy Finding Podcast, where we explore simple, sustainable ways to add more joy and fulfillment to your day-to-day life. Today, in follow-up to last week's episode, we're taking a closer look at why we get stuck and what we can do specifically to break through. That is, why we doubt our own inner wisdom, how to trust it, and why it matters. Let's go. In last week's episode, I shared three lies that keep us stuck. Those were believing we don't know thinking we can't change direction, or believing that our desires are too far away. Essentially, these are really self-doubts that tend to keep us stuck in the status quo rather than pursuing our true desires. And as I mentioned, a listener reached out to ask me why I think this happens to us in the first place. Why do we doubt ourselves? Why do we allow ourselves to get stuck? Why don't we lean into what we want or what we know to be true? Why don't we take more risks? And what happens when we do? I thought these were great questions, and it's what we're going to explore today. But first, let me tell you about my very first urban herb garden. When I moved to Old City, Philadelphia, we had a beautiful little apartment without a lot of green space. Our home had two Juliet balconies, which was just enough space to plant our very first herb garden. We bought two window boxes and dutifully filled them with dirt and added some fresh herbs. Side by side, we planted hearty little herb plants, filling our pots with oregano, rosemary, chives, tarragon, and mint. Now, if you've already spotted our mistake, bear with me. I understand now it's an error you only make once. However, we were novice urban gardeners with little experience, and we were delighted by this experiment growing on our sliver of a windowsill. We were committed and cared for our tiny urban plants, watering them, watching them grow, cutting them as we cooked dinner, adding them to meals, delighting in our blooming green thumbs. And then it happened. The mint. The mint. Oh my God, the mint. It morphed into some sort of monster and completely took over the garden. They all started out the same size, but it was as if overnight the mint grew at an exponential rate, essentially squashing the other little herbs and eventually doubling, then tripling in size. In the blink of an eye, it grew so big, spreading out and strangling its little neighbor plants until we had a garden full of this minty supervillain. Now, mint in itself is generally a fine herb. It has a wonderful fragrance and it's fairly versatile. It doesn't belong in every dish. It's nice for tea. It's not particularly divisive. But left unbound, let me tell you, this thing is a beast. Quite like the other star of our podcast today, self-doubt. On their own, self-doubt isn't totally egregious. It's generally a little fragrant, a little biting, but 
When we leave them to grow without boundaries, they take over our mental garden and erode our well-balanced intentions. So what do we do? How do we keep our self-doubt from taking over and leaving us stuck? Well, first of all, let me remind you that everyone has doubts. Everyone. I don't care how accomplished, successful, or brilliant you are, doubts will always be there to some degree. You can't have an herb garden without mint, and you will not have growth in your life without a smidge of self-doubt. Because the reality is, if we are growing, we will always be tackling at least some level of uncertainty. And try as we might, we cannot control everything around us. And when we are faced with uncertainty, we are at the mercy of the unknown. And this invariably creates some doubts, even if they're faint. So let us begin from the foundation that all of us have self-doubts. In the herb garden of life, It is a core member. The next piece to add to our foundation today is neutrality. Self-doubt is not inherently negative, just like mint. It's just one ingredient of a well-cultivated flavor palette. There are some schools of thought that consider self-doubt to be generally bad. It's viewed as unproductive or unhelpful, and I get that, but it's only part of the story. Today, I invite you to suspend that judgment and take a new view of self-doubt. For this conversation, and perhaps the rest of the day, I encourage you to frame self-doubt in curiosity, approaching it from a neutral perspective and using it as a source of data. Nothing more, just data. Recognizing that we all experience it, accepting it as it is instead of layering it with judgment, Already, the burden of caring and navigating self-doubt gets lighter. And the next thing to remember is that it spreads. In this regard, mint and self-doubt are again one and the same. To fix our garden, we didn't have to kill all the mint, just like we don't have to eliminate every morsel of self-doubt. But we do need to put some boundaries and limits in place to keep it from getting out of hand and being the last plant standing in our mental space. With the mint, we took it out of our garden and we repotted it, but we used a barrier this time, something that was less porous and less penetrable, so it didn't take over and erode the entire thing. And the same is true with doubt. It can be at the table, it just can't become the whole table. We need limits and boundaries in place that allow it to be present without taking over. And this is the key approach when dealing with doubt. Because the problem, by and large, with self-doubt is not the self-doubt itself. The problem comes when self-doubt takes over and inhibits our actions. In life and in business, action drives growth and provides clarity. Even a bad decision is more powerful than an unmade decision. The unmade decision will weigh you down, steal your time, energy, and emotions, where a made decision will propel movement, action, and continue to bring us data, information we can use to tweak the landscape of our garden, to plant new things, to scrap it all together, but in any case, to end up closer to what we want. When you are considering what you want 
and you hear your inner wisdom speaking up, I also want you to consider what is preventing you from following it and ask yourself, is that self-doubt? And if it is, I want you to remember these three things. First, self-doubt is common and it's neutral. It's everywhere. Everybody has it and it's not inherently bad. Stop judging yourself. It doesn't help and it's not necessary. Second, self-doubt needs boundaries. Are you allowing it to inhibit your actions and decision-making? Has it been left unchecked and is now taking over? If you're feeling stuck, take an honest look at the role self-doubt might be playing and whether it needs to be reined in. And third, get back to what you want. Focus on what matters most right now. For us in our little apartment in Old City, we wanted an herb garden, not a mint garden. So we had to recalibrate our potting strategy. And it's the same for you, my dear. You are the gardener here. You are cultivating growth. You have to get out a shovel and take action. Whatever it is that you want doesn't need to be colored by the prevalence of self-doubt. It is simply one ingredient. It doesn't need to be the whole garden. Consider what your ideal landscape looks like and get to work bringing it to life in a balanced and harmonious way. That is by including your inner wisdom along with your inner critic. Sometimes those doubts help keep us safe in some way, and it's important to honor that value. And to then make an informed decision about what you want or how to move forward based on the whole picture, not just one domineering plant or doubt. At the end of the day, I think the reason we stay stuck is because we think it is more comfortable. If we don't take a chance, things don't change. We don't have to risk the unknown and the discomfort that comes with uncertainty. However, we are growing day and night, just like that herb garden. And there is a lot of discomfort in outgrowing something. And there's a lot of discomfort in being infringed upon by doubt or what ifs. At some point, it's going to be uncomfortable one way or another because growing necessitates change. Change brings uncertainty. Uncertainty is uncomfortable. We can tell ourselves it's less risky to stay where we are, but we are fooling ourselves if we think that doesn't bring with it its own layer of discomfort from time to time. The only antidote that I've found so far is to make peace with that inner voice, to welcome that bigger vision, and to make friends with the self-doubt, and to eventually trust the calling that's within us as it guides our growth to bigger, more spacious terrain. But that, I suppose, is a podcast for another day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Joy Finding Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Wolsey. If you like what you heard today, please rate it, leave a review or share it with a friend. And if you'd like to learn more about how to work with me, click the link in my show notes. I help my clients infuse personalized strengths-based solutions while they navigate growth and change. So it feels more joyful and more comfortable. This podcast was produced by the Uncharted Collective. I'm your host, Kate Woolsey. This is the Joy Finding Podcast. 
I'll see you again next week.